Gang, this is episode 207 of the QA podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal De Quincy. Hey, everybody. Oh, look, a normal intro. Slightly. What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> you caught me on a good day. <laughs> yeah. And it is a good day. It's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. It's a nice, cool 70 degrees outside. And that's all because the Houston Astros once again have taken their rightful place in the World Series, dispatching those bum ass Yankees four <laughs> to nothing in the American League Championship Series. Uh, how does it feel, man? How sweet it is, man! It is a good feeling to be an Astros fan once again. Still, I mean, I've always been a fan, but. Um, some days were yeah. lean some years were leaner than others. Oh yeah. We were we were there night in and night out for all of those lean years. Yes, we were. And it, you know it's funny. It's funny. Like we we worked there during the worst time in the history of the, the team. Yeah. Cause I was there from 06 to 2015. I was there 06 to 2013. Yeah. And so, at least I got to see a playoff game. So. Right. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like we, you know, lots of empty seats, lots of, uh, you know, hooking that, up friends with good seats. Hey, shush, 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 shush. Keep it on the download. But you, you're making the block hot right now. <laughs> you tell them, hey, just buy the $5, $5 tickets. Shut up. <laughs> And he's just out here giving the game away. The game is to be sold, not told. Come on, that's now. right. We're saving it for the book. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Those are fun. I do look back on those days and be like, man, I should have enjoyed myself more. But you know, yeah, it, it, oh, go it's ahead. a real, it's a give and take because it's like, had the team been winning, people were there all the time. We definitely would have had to. You know, oh no, no, I push back on that because 2015 was the year I did the most work, and that's when I knew I was no longer fit for that job, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, we probably would have would not have had as much fun Mm -hmm. during those, you know, if if those lean years weren't as lean, yeah, if everything was hunky dory, um, uh, above our pay grade, then you know, the the stress might have the, the heat would have been on a little bit. I think it would have been um, more challenging in a different way. Because when you're in that environment of losing and nobody wanting to be there and nobody showing up, there's a there is a certain challenge to it. To you know, putting on a happy face to make sure that you know the few people that do show up enjoy themselves. You know, you don't want to ruin their good time. Yeah, it's like, oh, thanks for coming out. You had nothing else to do this Thursday night. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, damn, Grey's Anatomy ain't on. You decided to come out here? <laughs> but yeah, I look back at those years. It was, it was fun. It was fun. We got away with a lot of stuff we shouldn't have. But you know what? That's every job. <laughs> of course. Oh, not going to complain. But uh, yeah, let's, go back. let's talk about this year. You know, the Astros back in the World Series. They'll take on the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um. I found this stat amazing about the Astros. So they've been in the American league for 10 seasons mm-hmm. and in those 10 seasons, seven of them, they've made the playoffs. Six of them, they went all the way to ALCS four times to the world series and one world series championship. That is a ridiculous number. Any team would kill for that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Yankee level winning right there. You're going to a playoffs 70% of the time. <laughs> and, yeah, you're rebuilding, like, two of the years. Even the 
like they finished under 500 three times in those 10 seasons. And even one, one of those seasons, they still made it to the uh, ALCS because it was 2020. Right. Where I mean, Mickey the, Mouse. The 60 game, 60 game season, right? Yeah. We don't talk about that season enough because I always want to dog the Dodgers because that's the only time they can get a ring when it's 60. The Lakers too. Yeah. LA once again proving to be a city of frauds. <laughs> okay, we're not here to be haters on them. We're here to be haters on the New York Yankees, man. Um, so that was a it was a weird series because it was every game was close except for game three was a shutout. But it felt like domination, but like close domination. That right. makes sense. No, like yeah, I get what you mean. Like, like if if uh, like in every game felt like no matter what the Yankees did, the Astros always had an answer for it. Mm-hmm. And even whenever, in Game Four, mm-hmm. when the Yankees took an early lead, you know, it's like okay, here we go. Let's you know, let's see how this goes. Um, you, you felt like okay, they're not going to probably not going to give up much more mm-hmm. than this, and they did give up two more runs, but you know. Um, look, it's it's sports, it's baseball, it's you know, it's um, it's just how the world operates. There was just no way that the Yankees were gonna not score some runs in this series. Like, just it, it was just it's it's not it's not possible to go scoreless like that. You can't shut them down forever, right? So to see them score four runs in that game four, you know, it's like, okay, well, look, they were probably going to get one. This is it. All right. Um, While I'm not giving up, I'm not turning the TV off. I'm not changing the game or whatever. Um, You had to, you you just have to be patient with this, with this Astros team in a way. I think you have to be patient. Like you have to wait for them to chip away, chip (laughs) away. I mean, even if it is the bottom of the ninth with, two outs and uh, two runners on like they did in game one of the division series. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you waited that entire afternoon for that moment for them to win the game to, to, to continue on. Um, And I I just, the way this team is playing right now, I think that's, um, or at least offensively, that's just how it's going to be with this team because pitching wise, I mean, this is just, it's historic. Yeah, and about the, Yankee, about the Yankees uh, series, what the Astros do better than I think any team in baseball is they punish you for any mistakes. Right. Like, go back to that game, top of the third inning, Nestor Cortez walks Maldonado, then he walks Altuve, and then the Yankees come out, trainer, and boom, come out, they check on him. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. Turns out he wasn't fine. He had a groin sprain, but, you know, he tried to tough it out for the team. And then – because that injury, he gives up a middle in cutter that doesn't cut all the way, and Jeremy Pena sends it out to left field, and it's a tie ball game. Unbelievable, man! And then later on in the game, the seventh inning, um, another mistake made by the Yankees. Uh, Pena grounds out to second. Uh, uh, Torres feels it, throws it to the shortstop. Unfortunately, misses said shortstop, and then you got two men on. One out, and then, of course, what happens next? Jordan gets a single, Bregman gets a single, and the Yankees and the Astros take the lead. It's like you have to play perfect baseball in order to beat the Astros. And it's like I told you, um, we were talking about the Astros off air. It's like when they went up uh, two to zero, the Yankees, it's like it's hard enough to beat the Astros four out of seven it's damn near impossible to beat them four out of five and yeah. you know they got the yankees got swept they're it's just very difficult to be the team a machine this good and oh i saw the perfect tweet about the world series somebody was said um the astros are like the perfect baseball machine that doesn't care about your feelings meanwhile the phillies are the 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 part of the the um that sign can't stop me because I can't read mean come to life. Because <laughs> <laughs> this Philly team, man, they've been impressive. 
they knocked yeah. out the Cardinals, then they knocked out the Braves, and then defeating the uh, the Padres. Like it's what you want from a well. It, it's what you want in the playoffs, except if your team is the higher seed. Like you want to have that feeling that like any team can win. And that's what the Philadelphia has done this run to the World Series. I mean, they were the sixth seed. They were the last team to get in the National League. And here they are back in Houston after like two and a half weeks playing the World Series. And, you know, I was, think- I was thinking about it the other day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a tough series because – Philly, Philly's hot, you know, that's just how it is, man. I mean, they're hitting at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. And sure, we beat them. We swept them. They, you know, they got swept here in Houston. No, they won one game. That's how they clinched. Oh, that's right. That's right. They went two and one or the Astros went two and one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but a lot's changed in those two weeks. I mean, you you go on to lose it, you know. You, you lose two out of three in the final three games of the season. Going into the playoffs as a wild card team, it's like, um, you know, you you have to, like you said, scratch and claw and fight your way to get to this point. And they got hot; they're hitting at the right time. Um, and I was thinking, man, that's that's a dangerous thought for for the Astros because, you know all the pressures on them to win. Everybody's expecting them to win all the momentum. I mean, I don't know the moment. I I mean, I would say the momentum is, is in Philly's favor because of how, you know, like what they've done to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at the same time, it's like this bullpen is great. Offensively. They, they have to get it going. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think you can't continue to hit the way they've hit. And win this series. Hey, you know what but else? The, you know what else hurts? Being off for four days. Right. That absolutely. Uh, you know, but to, to their benefit, like every both teams are off for the same amount of time, so it, it's kind of a reset in that in that regard. It kind of evens things out there. Yeah, that's uh, but, one thing I was I was happy about with the Astros sweeping and winning the AL on the same day that the Phillies won the NL. It's like now there's no question about oh this team got to rest more than this team is going to be a factor. Justin Verlander's pitches game five, so how will he do in game one of the World Series? Like no, both teams have the same amount of rest. It's it's right. not a problem. Philly got what four hours extra rest. Maybe. <laughs> essentially yeah because they played at one o'clock and the astros played at you know five or whatever oh the astros um, didn't play they played to like eight. Oh, that's right that's right with the rain delay so they got seven hours extra rest but mm-hmm. um as as tough and scrappy as this philly team has been the one thing that kind of kind of reeled me back in and kind of re you know helped me reset and be like okay now the astros can still do this so this, that team, the Astros, for all the power and all the bullpen, you know, dominance that they have, offensively, if, if they need to, they can scrap to. I mean, we saw it in Game Four. Yeah, you know, you they they have the ability to, you know, to fight their way back to a lead, you know, just as as well as Philly, um, and then but like it's you know the like everybody's been saying, I mean the the key. The key for the Astros has definitely been that bullpen pitching overall. I mean, the pitching has been incredible. Yeah. You look at the Phillies right now and point out the strength. You say the strength of the team is they got the big boppers and Nola and Wheeler at the top of their rotation. You say the big boppers are hitting it at the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was uh, to the, to, um, to each of those strengths, I would say, okay, so, they uh the Phillies have both um Rilamuto, Harper, Sh- uh, Schwarber, they're all home run hitters. They all knock it at Hoskins as well. Did you know the Astros gave up the second fewest home runs in all of major league this year? Only the Giants in their huge ass ballpark gave up less. Right. I-, I didn't know that, but it it doesn't surprise me. I mean the, I mean, the bullpen has been great, not just the playoffs, but all season. I mean, it's been 
excuse me, it's been the best bullpen all season. Yeah. So obviously there's not going to be a lot of home runs being given up. You have someone like Framber Valdez, who's a predominantly a ground ball pitcher. Um, Verlander has been out of his mind with that fastball this year, you know, and just, just his overall dominance. I mean, only losing four games, only giving up less than two runs a game. Um, so you have to figure, yeah, there, there's not going to be a lot of home runs given up by this team. Yeah, and that goes to the other thing I was talking about, the Phillies. You, the top of their um, rotation, Nola and Wheeler, great strikeout pitchers, got all the fastball speed on, on earth. The Astros were second in contact rate, only behind the Cleveland Guardians this year. So the Astros don't really strike out. What they're going to do, they're going to put the ball in play and let your defenders handle it. And we've talked about this before. Philadelphia, their defense – it, it ranges somewhere from below average to so-so. So if you can, like the Yankees, if you can make the other team beat themselves against this Astros team, then the Phillies would, I'm not even sure they have much of a chance. But I, I've said that the last couple of years against NL East teams, and we've seen how that come back to bite me at ass. So I'm not going to be high enough. We've seen this from wildcard teams as well. Mm-hmm. The Astros were a wildcard team yeah. in 2017. And that's that's what was always kind of, you know, that's another thing I've always been leery of since the Astros have been this good and getting to this many World Series, you know, during this this time frame. It's like, you know, they've come up short against uh, the Nationals who mm-hmm. were a wild – were they a wildcard team? Um, ooh, I do not remember. Keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, the Braves, I believe, were – they were a division winner last year, so, you know, that makes sense. But uh, but the fact that the Astros have won as a wild card team, uh, I think the Royals won as a wild card team a few years ago. The Rays got to the World Series as a wild card team. The Astros were division champs when they won 2017. Oh, they were. Yeah. So oh, they won like wow. 106 games, I believe. Oh, well, <laughs> throw us <laughs> out my, my – okay. Forget everything I just said. But um, I feel like the wildcard teams, you know, you, you have to – I mean, you're not just going to roll over because you've made it this far. I think it's – I think it is um, – Yeah, the 2019, the Nationals were a wildcard team. Okay. You know, I think you definitely have to to look out to be. You know, why do wild card teams just put this fear of God into your into your soul? It's like <laughs> like there's some wild beast or something. Oh God, the wild they card. Won? They won. Well, that's because baseball is is just baseball. That's the only sport that this and hockey excuse me only sports will have upset like this you don't see yeah. it this that often in nfl you definitely don't see it in the nba right i mean if you're the number one seed in basketball you're pretty much you're guaranteed your yeah you're damn yeah. near guaranteed to make it to the finals yeah the only one team in nba history has won the championship being I think lower than a four seed. Do you know what that was? Well, um, I don't. Our very own Houston Rockets, that second championship, they were a six seed. For the second championship? Yep. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yep. I don't, well, I don't remember that. I think it's, that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, that's the lowest in what any seeds ever went and one NBA championship. So yeah. it's rare in basketball. Yeah. But you see that stuff in in baseball all the time because we've had this discussion before. I remember having this discussion right before last year's World Series. All you need is like two players to get high and you can win a seven-game series. Right. Like, if the Phillies come in here and Aaron Nola goes crazy and someone like oh gene segura just has a hot week <laughs> they can win in six games yeah because that's just how baseball is so for you what are your x factors or x factor if you just want to pick one or, you know 
Well, the biggest one you talk about is definitely the pitching, but it's not just the bullpen. It's a starting rotation. Mm-hmm. I keep repeating over and over again. Nola Wheeler, they're great. But once you get past that, you get uh, Ranger Suarez and Bailey Falter, which, okay, Falter is a terrible name for any sports player. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, that's their three and four, Suarez and Falter. Who are three and four? McCullers, Javier, Garcia, if you want. I mean, any combination of those two. Of those yeah. three. Those yeah. Three. It's, it's- once the the longer this series goes, the worse it come it looks for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Phillies, you need to get come in, win one of two in Houston, then go home to that in front of that raucous crowd and try to take the Astros out in five. Right. You gotta just come out with that with that uh that first swing and try to just take the Houston crowd all out of it in either game one or game two, because if they go back to Philadelphia down 0-2, they're not That's coming back to Houston. Yeah, they're not yeah. coming back to Houston. But you asking me, can this Philadelphia team beat the Astros? Yeah. Like, I can see it, like, I can see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's the biggest thing. It's going to be just pitching, like a starting pitching. The Philadelphia they just do not have enough to keep to stay up with the Astros. And no, you were talking about the. I just remember something. You were talking about the World Series earlier, and 2019 will haunt me into my dying days because that was such a weird ass World Series. Last year, like I know people make a big deal about all oh, the Astros lost in six and da, da. I'm like, they went into the world series without their two best pitchers. Mm-hmm. If they have Verlander or McCullers, that series is different. Absolutely. And I mean, let's be real. I mean, if they have McCullers because McCullers was there all year, he was dealing all yeah. year. So it's like you're, it would have been a, Drastically different series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's I always say if that fucking game three in Chicago wouldn't have been the crazy no fucking way you're gonna win this game, because <laughs> every call imaginable went against the Astros. So McCullers had to start game four, and that's when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's another thing that's gonna haunt me. Right after I get on my on my deathbed, while I'm remembering the 2019 World Series, I'll think about the 20 uh, 21. What was the ALDS and be pissed off? (laughs) But yeah, that's a big thing, Um, man. I want to see like we got to give props to the bottom third of the lineup. They really came through. Uh, Alvarez wasn't hitting. Uh, Jose Altuve couldn't hit the ball with the oar. It, it was just terrible for him. But you know, um, was Chaz McCullough? Chaz McCullough. I'm fusing <laughs> them together now. Fusion. Ha. Chaz McCormick. Um, Maldonado. Even. Who just but, gets just gets timely hits? I mean, the guy hits barely two hundred, but though it, it seems like those hits, every hit that every uh, every ball that he makes contact with counts for something. It's like he's gonna give you one good play that you're gonna remember during every series. Yeah, you gotta get one. Trey Mars, Trey Mancini came through. Christian Vasquez as well. Like they really pulled their weight in the championship series. Now I hope they don't have to do that in <laughs> the World Series. Hopefully Altuve and Alvarez turn around. Oh, and Kyle Tucker. Yeah. All those three guys turn around. Honestly, that that's my big X factor for me. That's the X factor for me is those three guys. Like, you know, are they gonna finally wake up? You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of expectations for Tucker. You know, a lot of people saying, Oh, this guy. 
this could be the year he's the, the World Series MVP if the Astros make it to the World Series. At this point, your hopes are riding on, on Jeremy Pena. Yes, let's talk about Jeremy Pena. How pissed off do you have to be the other teams to see the Astros not resign <laughs> Carlos Correa? You know, all-star, gold glover, platinum glover, like just all-around amazing player. And then they replace him with <laughs> this gold glove nominated su- superstar come through in the playoffs. It's like <laughs> it's like when you're when you're out with your parents, you're like, I want McDonald's. They're like, we have McDonald's at home. And they had McDonald's at home. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable, man. I mean, I don't think anybody expected this kind of performance from Jeremy Jeremy Pena all year. Like the 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 numbers he put up during the regular season, what he's done in the playoffs. You know, I think most people had realist the, the real, the more most realistic expectation, I think was, you know, well, I mean, and he did hit what 250, 260, but, but I don't think people were expecting the, the power numbers. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if people were ready to count him as a, uh, rookie of the year candidate yeah because coming into here the book on him was is like he's going to be great defensively and when he's at the play you'll take what you can get because right. he never showed power like this in the minors until like that last year when he came back um, from his wrist injury mm-hmm. and like having him up there and hitting like this how many home runs did he hit 22 i believe yeah, 23. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But we talked about him ever since he he shortened his leg kick. He's been a completely different player. Mm-hmm. He still swings at too many first pitches. Um, but I think you know that's just kind of how it is when you're a young guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, young hitter, eager to to make contact. Um. And I certainly don't think anybody anywhere in the world expected him to be penciled in at the number in the number two spot in the lineup um, in between Altuve and Alvarez um, this late in the year you in know, the postseason, you know. You know who didn't expect that? Dusty Baker. <laughs> because didn't that expect was, it? No, because that was Michael Brantley's spot. That's right. Like he, no one expected, not even the manager, no one in the front office. It just became a, it was just basically born out of necessity. Like you want to keep your big hitters where they are. You need someone in that middle. You need someone in that second, uh, second place of the lineup. It's like, okay, go get them, Rook. See what you got. <laughs> right. And, you know, he responded in the second half. He's done incredibly well in these playoffs. I mean, he's establishing himself as a, as a superstar mm-hmm. in these playoffs. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible watching this this kid perform. Yeah, and like like I said, they they let Carlos Correa go and brought home many Carlos and had many Carlos Correa at home. <laughs> if you're uh, a fan, Carlos of any, Correa. Well, yeah. If you're a fan of any other team, you gotta be like just annoyed as hell. It's like they let. These guys go, they Correa, Springer, Keiko, and all these talented players just leave and then they replace them like it's no problem. Yeah, like even I mean, even me, I was like, hold on, I want to because think about this think of all those teams that re that were you know tanking, rebuilt, and won championships the Royals, the Cubs, and the Astros. Where are they now? The Royals are are still. Still in it. Yeah, the Royals are back rebuilding. The Cubs are, I don't know what they are. They're they're at, they're trying to rebuild and trying to appease their fans at the same time, but they're not championship contenders. And here are the Astros. They after the rebuild was done, they said we're never going back to the ghetto again. Them days are over. <laughs> right. 
And that reminds me of when um I can't remember what year is where year was, but like someone was asking Keiko about how the difference between them and the Cubs. And they were like, Oh, we're not the Cubs. And then like Cubs fans and players got in their feelings, and it's like, you look now. Y'all can't he was, even, he was right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Y'all can't even sniff the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Astros going back to another World Series. <laughs> But it should show how great, like, like their front office is when it comes to drafting. I mean, Pena was a third round selection. They have all these the pitchers we were talking about earlier, like Valdez, Christian, Javier, um, uh, Garcia, um, just these guys that they uh, picked out out of like Central uh, and Central of Latin America. And Brian Abreu in the, yeah, the bullpen. Brian, yeah. Their player development has been. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it has just been all world at this point. Luis Garcia, Jose Hercurity. And then, like, they get other people's problems and they fix them. Like Rafael Montero. Oh, yeah. Hector Nurris, like, oh, man. Hector Nurris is going to get in the game against Philadelphia in Philadelphia and they're going to lose their fucking minds. <laughs> And then another yeah. guy, another guy I think that's going to be X Factor, Hunter Brown. We did not get to see enough of Hunter Brown. I really want like him to come in um, in game one right after Verlander leaves. So it's like, oh, we got rid of Verlander. They have another Verlander <laughs> at home. <laughs> they have they cloned him. It's your happy meal. It's your McDonald's theory all over again. Yeah. Or scenario. It's like they. They got another one of these? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And I feel, I'm like really, I'm really happy to watch this team. Like, I don't, like I said, I don't ever want to go back to the ghetto again. <laughs> where we're praying to win 70 games a season. I don't want them dark days ever again. Yeah. And, and you know, to see, Someone like Correa leave. You know, Keiko, I, you know, it is what it is when he left. I was like, okay, well, he's uh, he's over 30 and he's a soft-tossing lefty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see any reason to keep him. And if he leaves, you know, God bless and, you know, wish you well in your future endeavors. But um, <laughs> Okay, Triple H. <laughs> that's a Vince thing originally. Mm. But to see someone like Springer go, and I remember last year we talked about it, like how is this offense going to respond to not having him at the top of the order? And they found a way to keep winning. They found a way to, to keep, you know, to keep it going. You know, Alvarez stepped up and emerged as a, uh, you know, a top <laughs> offensive player. Tucker kept it going. Um, and they just kept kept winning. And then, you lose Correa the, the next year, and it's like, how do you replace that? Because you can find an outfielder that can hit 20, 25 home runs, but there aren't a lot of shortstops that produce offensively like Correa did. Offensively he... and defensively. Well, yeah, but you can find a good a defensive shortstop. No, I'm talking about you can find a shortstop that does both. Right, right. There's very few that do both like that and then to see to replace him with this kid is just it's mind-blowing it, it, it really is it's like a gear broke on a machine and they just went to the warehouse and replaced it and just kept on going yeah it's amazing and you know they'll never get the respect they deserve for doing all that stuff because people will never get over uh the sign stealing fiasco even though it's crazy, right? Because people will bring that up, but then when the offseason comes, they'll be asking to sign Carlos Correa. Right. I mean, do you think that the Yankees will go after him? I can see the Yankees going after him. I can see the Dodgers going after him. Hold your Yankees thoughts. So we're going to talk about the Yankees a little bit later once we get done with this. We, we, we kind of left them, but I still have some things I want to talk about when it comes to the, the Yanks. Um but yeah, um, 
I just want to say, you know, about this team, I love this team. I think they're great. I'm going to lose my mind. They lose another World Series to an NL East team <laughs> who happens to get hot at the wrong time for us. Uh, so what's your prediction, man? Oh, man. Um, wow, let's see. You know what? I'll be bold. I thought you were going to say, I thought you said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm scared. I don't want to do this. Go. I'm going to say the Astros run the table. They run the table on the entire 2022 playoff season. Go undefeated. Four game sweep with the Phillies. If the Astros sweep the entire playoffs, MLB is going to have the FBI investigate the whole goddamn ballpark. <laughs> um, wow, that's brave because I thought I was going bold by saying Astros in five. We both got them winning in Philadelphia, which may end up with a player catching a battery to the dome, but, you know. <laughs> right. Those champagne will help with that. Look, yeah, you got all off season to heal from those those wounds. Um, the only reason why I would want it to go seven games because my parents bought tickets for Game Seven. Mm-hmm. They also got tickets for Game One. They're going to Game One, but they also bought tickets for Game Seven. So kind of you imagine price. the resale value for Game Seven. You'll be able to. They'll be able to afford a new house. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> oh, I do not want to go seven. My heart would not be able to. Go seven. I <laughs> would have to. But it's the only reason why I would want it to go seven. But I think I think they can get it done in four. Yeah, I'm. I if it goes seven, I'm calling in the work. The heart <laughs> palpitations, because man, that eighteen inning game, I was. Oh, even though I knew they could lose the game and, you know, play again, man, I was over here nervous, sweating. My Apple Watch thought I was exercising. It was. <laughs> I was going through some trials and tribulation that day, man. Man. All right, I'm going five. I'm going five. This is a slight to the, the Phillies because they have a, a great team and they've been hot and they've made it all this way to the World Series and that deserves congratulations, but they're going up against a beast of a team right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think there's going to be a layoff. I'm th- I think this layoff is going to affect both bats. And so if it affects both teams' lineup, batting lineup, then go with the better starting pitching, and that's Houston. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. All right, so um, I'm going to get back to what you're talking about, the Yankees. You asked me, do I think the Yankees are going to sign Carlos Correa? What do you think? No. No? No. Here's what the Yankees are going to do. They're going to either keep um, uh, Isaiah uh, Kenner-Falefa and put him at shortstop until Velope or their other um, shortstop is ready to take over. And they're going to try to uh, sign Aaron Judge. If they happen to sign Aaron Judge, then the team's that's, that's basically all they're going to do. If they don't sign Aaron Judge, they're going to go out there and try to find somebody to replace him in right field, and they're going to go with the team as is. Because here's my hot take. I've seen Yankee fans complain about, oh, Aaron Broom doesn't know what he's doing. He needs to get fired. Uh, Brian Cashman is a fool. His analytics, his analytics shit doesn't work in the playoffs, even though they lost to a team that uses analytics more than anyone in the league. Um, I want to say that it doesn't matter who's managing the team. It doesn't matter who's the GM. It doesn't matter. The problem with the Yankees is how Steinbrenner. He would rather have a good team and make a lot of money than have a great team and win the World Series. Because in order to have that great team, he has to spend more money. And he's not interested in doing that. Right. He is not his father. He's not his father. He's not Steve Cohen. Like, they have a limit 
that they're willing to spend. Like they may go over the luxury tax again, like they did this year, but they're not going to blow past it. Like the Mets did. They're not going to be out here talking about, Oh, we're going to get judged. We're going to get um, Edwin Diaz. We're going to try and see if we can get DeGrom. Um, maybe we can take a run at um, um, Carlos Rodon, you know, and try to get everybody we can. They're not doing that. What they're going to do with Judge is the same thing that the Astros did with Craya. They have a number in mind. They're going to offer him that number. And if they can come within 10% of that number, they'll sign him. If he's asked for anything above that 10% or whatever number they want, he's mm-hmm. gone. And then they're going and to they come. already lowballed him to begin with. Yeah, but it uh, in their defense, who who could have seen him hitting sixty two home runs? <laughs> like, I don't like the Yankees, but I, I will defend them. Like, no way they could have seen that happening. <laughs> so yeah, Aaron Judge has made himself a um a nice penny. I think he's gonna be somewhere between two hundred eighty to two hundred ninety million dollar player. Over how many years? Oh, man. I don't know. Let's just say eight to be on the safe side right now. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a, it's a, for him, it's going to be all about the average annual value, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to want to get $40 million a year, probably. Yeah. Do you want to pay him $40 million a year for eight years? No. Because <laughs> he's going to be looking for seven or eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, what, 32 right now? Uh, let me check real quick. I so this is going to be his... 31. He's 30 right now. 30. Okay. So this is, this is going to be his one and only big time contract. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's too late in the game for him to pull a Correa and do opt out clauses and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he, he's got to go for that seven or eight year deal. Um, and then hope he's, you know, still healthy at the end of it and then go for another, you know, sh- a shorter run, of course, but yeah, I'm looking up to see, um, what his come on, uh, what's that spot spot track. And I'm looking up the market value, what they uh, suggest his contract would be. They are suggesting an eight year, $303 million contract. That um, annual salary thirty seven point nine million. Mm. I mean, if he, I don't know if the Yankees would be willing to pay him that because you're you're never getting a year like this again. This is his career year, right? So if he comes, he's gonna come back down to earth. If you're gonna pay him all his money and. It, between him and Stanton and um, what's his name Cole, you're paying three guys over thirty million dollars a year, and we like I said, how he's there's a certain number he's just not going to go over. So how are you going to make yourself better than the Astros? Well, this is a team that you need to get over the hump with, and Judge had this amazing, fantastic MVP year, and you still got swept. Yeah, and he needs um, – or and the Yankees, I mean, they if, if you really want to contend with the Astros, you have to go for pitching. I mean, you have to get better, improve your, your bullpen, improve your rotation, all while keeping – trying to keep judge. Man, that's a lot of money we're talking about. Yeah. It's not easy. Because I haven't looked at the free agents out there yet, but uh, we'll do a more in-depth look uh, later. But it's not it's not great. No. I mean, there's great, there's good names at the top, but it gets, the middle gets ugly quick. Like, I'm just going, let's go starting pitchers. For the 2022-2023 offseason. All right. Um, shit. Man, there are a lot of guys on here that got old really fast. Uh, 
David Price, no. Chris Sale, how you feeling about Chris Sale? Oof, man, no. He's been hurt too much. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about he who shall not be named as on the Dodgers. So let's go. Uh, you know, I just saw his name right now, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't, for the longest time, I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> that's because we, we don't even say I was like, oh, that's. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I, I'm just going through, um, just looking at these guys. Because Spoltrack has it by their their 2022 salary and it's not like they're ranked by how good they were but yeah let's make, let's go down this list real quick uh james Degrom, man it's 34 do you think he's gonna opt out because he has a player option for next year i think jacob Degrom and justin verlander are going to get the scherzer deal where it's three years for a bunch of money hmm. Oh yeah, and, definitely Verlander. I mean, he's he's only I mean, say only, but he's only making twenty five million, mm-hmm. having the best year of his career. Yeah. So if I'm like, if I'm, um, Jim Crane, first of all, I have very nice suits, and secondly, I'm as soon as the <laughs> World Series is over, I'm calling him up, be like, hey, three years, a hundred, whatever, let's make this work. But uh, back to Degrom. Uh, do I think he's going to walk? Like I think, I, know, I think he's going to walk out. The problem with Degrom is you got to prepare like he's only going to pitch twenty five games in the regular season. Right. And I don't know. You're paying forty million a year for a guy who's only doing 25 starts a year. I'm looking at uh, it's on it, in NBC Sports Boston, I guess. I don't know why that came up, but they're the last sentence they they wrote about DeGrom. Mm-hmm. The only fl- red flag when it comes to signing DeGrom is his injury history as the two-time Cy Young Award winner has dealt with shoulder, elbow, and forearm issues over the last three seasons. All three of the worst possible um, issues a pitcher could have, he's dealt with all of them. He's out there pitching with Gorilla Glue and prayers. <laughs> right. But man, I don't know. It feels like that. Like, and he's 34. Yeah, that's a Yankee thing to get the 30-plus player who breaks down for them. I don't know. It just feels like it's a Yankee thing to do. Because they, they, they did it with um, what's his name? Randy Johnson. Right. Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens when he came back for the 18th time. So if I'm like, are we assume like when we talk about these start these pitchers, are we assuming that the Yankees have signed Judge? Um, no, because I think we keep talking about the New York Mets crazy owner, their crazy rich owner. I think he's crazy enough to keep DeGrom and go after Judge and get them both. I think the, I saw betting odds on where Judge was heading out, and these were like excluding the Yankees. And the top four were the Giants, the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Astros. Places he will he will go. Most likely, that's just betting odds. Like people betting, <laughs> like people make these odds for uh, the odds makers make them to get even money on everything. So like the the high the uh, team with the lowest odds or most likely they people think is the Giants. Oh, Giants. he's from California. He's from yeah. California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how the Astros got in that mix. <laughs> I think because they're a good team with money. Yeah, but they 
they don't spend a lot of money. They don't spend money on free agents. Yeah. They they lock up their guys internally quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, there is a right fielder that I wish the Astros would give some money to, but it's not him. Right. <laughs> let's uh, after Jim gets done talking to Verlander, let's see where where Kyle Tucker is. Mm-hmm. See, we get him. I think he, he's going to get more than what um, Alvarez got. I give him like a six-year, $200 million contract. He got MVP-like numbers, uh, you know, the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, we're we getting way off track. So we're talking about start. Why are we trying to fix the Yankees? What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you said that they need starting pitcher. We're going to the starting pitching. It's like, are we in order to, for this exercise to work? We they have to sign Aaron Judge because you saw what their offense looked like with him this year, and not just with the, uh, against the Astros, also against the Guardians. Right, right. So then, I'm sorry. So then we're saying, okay, so they got Cole Stanton and Judge. All three of those guys getting thirty-five plus million dollars a year. Now we're gonna say, oh, you're gonna bring in another starting pitcher making somewhere between thirty-five to forty. Like I just think that's unrealistic. Like if George Steinbrenner Steinbrenner was still with us as he looks up from hell, there'd be no problem. But I don't think Howell's doing that. Of course not. There's. He's not doing that at all. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just talking shit about George. I got George must have been the most enter, entertaining owner for any baseball writer because you never know what he was going to fucking do. But, but all this is going on in Yankee land right now where the fans are upset and they're throwing a fit about Cashman and Boone coming up. All that is, I'm sorry to say, it's, it's George's fault. They built this They built this reputation where championships are the only thing that matters. And when you built that and your fans believe that anything that's not a championship is a disappointing season. Mm-hmm. So your fans are basically rabbitous animals. <laughs> <laughs> And they want to do whatever they can. They're like, we need to win. We need to beat the Astros. We need to get back to the World Series. And, you know, they've been, they're spoiled. I kind of worry about Astros fans becoming spoiled like that. But when we win a couple more championships, I'll live with it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think the most likely scenario with the Yankees right now is they bring Judge back. They maybe make a small trade or two uh, for a team. Oh, and let's not forget Rizzo. He has an option, so he might be a free agent as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've been kind of going through first baseman, you know, mm-hmm. every five years or so. So it wouldn't be surprising if he's if he's gone. Yeah, but if I'm the Yankees. I bring him back because. Um, you know, those shift rules are going to change. So they're not going to have three players on the right side of the bag waiting for Rizzo to to hit a line drive or uh, a ground ball over around first base. You're only going to be able to have two players on each side of the, uh, uh, second base now going mm-hmm. to next year. So his numbers will probably go up. Somewhere Joy Gallo's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one second. This one? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, my son his blankets. He said goodnight. Oh, don't say goodnight. He says goodnight. All right, goodnight. He didn't say it like that. <laughs> he, said, he said, get to bed, punk kids. <laughs> there oh, you go. Uh, kids on the street, kids on the beat. 
Be kids. Be kids. Be kids. Classic. Um, <laughs> damn, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, Yankees have this culture of winning the World Series or bust because of all the winning they did back in the 90s, the spoil. So, and they're not doing so well with the whole we're doing just enough to try to win. We're <laughs> right. doing just enough to get in the playoffs and make money. But yeah. But going back to what you said, um, the start of this, I don't think they're signing Korea. I think they're going to try to get Judge, make small adjustments, and then run it back and and try to win the East again, which is going to be hard because the Blue Jays are still going to be good. The Orioles look like they're a force. The Orioles are <clears throat> the team that's like I'm sneak. I think could get Carlos Correa. What do you think he get Korea? I don't know. What what do we always see with these teams that are ready to make to make a splash? They go after the one of the biggest free agents, so either Korea or um, uh, Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. Um, was there any other team you wanted to talk about? No. Mm. Never. <laughs> never. I never want to talk about another team. <laughs> I don't know. And if they were to sign a Korea, and this is how I feel about the Dodgers, all that booing shit would end as soon as he hit his first home run. Of course. If he's playing for the Dodgers and hit a walk-off home run against the, the Padres, or if he was playing for the Yankees and hit a walk-off against the Astros, that booing shit would stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Speaking of what reminds me, you realize that somehow the the Astros have become the Yankees' biggest rival and not the Red Sox? Yeah, it's been great. It's been so crazy. They talk about us with a fury and a fu- and just rage. And I'm like, <laughs> so now you know how the Red Sox felt all those years when y'all are busting their heads in. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, the shoes are on the other foot now. Ain't no, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Oh, hey, did you see that story that um, Aaron Boone was going around like showing the players uh, footage from the 2004 ALC, yeah. uh, ALCS when the Red Sox came back against the Yankees when they were down 3 uh, 0? Wasn't Aaron Boone on that Yankee team? Yes. Starting third baseman. No, he wasn't. No. No. Aaron Boone. If hold on, let me. I'm trying to remember. Aaron Boone blew out his knee playing basketball. Oh. And that's why the Yankees traded for Aaron for um A-Rod. Oh, okay. That's quite an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Well, there was until. <laughs> Until games four through seven of the ALCS. <laughs> right, that's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got anything else, my man? That's all I've got, man. I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm always excited about free agency, but it's still weeks away. I'm more right now more excited about the World Series, seeing what the Astros can do. Um Debating whether or not I should go spend three thousand dollars on furniture at Gallery Furniture. Oh, speaking of which, Mattress Mac, uh, ESPN had a great story on Mattress Mac. Um, I think it came out yesterday, but I read it and they were just talking about everything he does around the city and like his um, his known gambling habits. Yeah, <laughs> like he will just hop in a truck and drive until he hits the Louisiana border border. And then make bets on his phone, and like, I think it's they like said a, it's like it's like a drug. It's like yeah. Ugh. I think they said if the Astros win the World Series, he's gonna win like seventy five million. Oh my god! Yeah, which will cover all the uh, free furniture <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> of course, but yeah, um, you had a chance. You know, just go read that article. It's it's a great look into who Mattress Mac is and what he's done for the community and, you know, 
just being an institution in Houston for like forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's all I gotta talk about. Um, so we'll be back sometime next week. Hopefully the Astros will have a 2-0 lead. And I won't be over here crying to my pillow, getting our asses whooped by the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Man, as always, thank you, Anthony, for being on the podcast with me. Enjoy talking to you, my brother. Always, always a good time. Yeah. And um, thank you all for listening, downloading, sharing. We appreciate We see those numbers. We love it. Oh, John, thank you. John Cevatero came up um, last well, I guess by the time this comes out last week and, you know, we got to talking and he told me how much he likes the podcast. Um, so thank you, John. Appreciate it. Um, as you see, I try to keep the pregnant process to a minimum. This <laughs> I was thinking about it too. <laughs> yes. John Civi, you got into our heads, but, yeah, <laughs> but that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. So that's why like when you asked about the, uh, the nationals, I was like, okay, I'll look it up. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> No, no break space, no break space, no break space. That was yeah. for you, City. Yeah, that's for you, man. Thanks a lot. Um, and yeah, thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Like I said, we'll be back next week on the podcast. <sighs> Until next time, for Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later.